Well, good morning and welcome to the Porch Community Church. It is so good to kind of see you. I'm looking at an auditorium almost filled with pictures of your beautiful faces. If you have not had a chance to send in your picture, uh, please do so. We want to see it. We'll print it out. We'll put it on one of these chairs. And as long as we have to do this virtual thing, uh, we want to see your faces as we do this. It's, it's kind of cool to look out here and see many of you. And I'm just excited that you are tuning in today and you're part of this great um, special day in the calendar of the, of the Christian church. Um, if you're watching with us on Facebook Live, we'd love to know that you're, you're with us. You can um, say hello. You can tell us where you're watching from and who you're with. I asked our communications director, Josh Harrell, earlier in the week to tell me, um, hey, can you give me an idea of, of where people are that are watching our, our services? And of course, Georgia's, you know, Valdosta, you know, Lowndes County, we knew that. But uh, I said, could you give me a list? And he said, yeah, no problem. And so he pulled it up and sent it to me. And, and I was like, okay, cool, this would be great. So I read it and I thought, oh my goodness, this is a lot of places. Here, I want to share them with you because I think it's kind of cool because what I've seen is the, the thousands of people who have been engaging with our messages, with our worship, with the Porch Community Church over these last several weeks. So I'm glad, I'm thankful that we are able to redeem technology and use it for the purpose of letting you know that there is a God who loves you and wants to be in relationship with you through Christ Jesus. So where is everybody? Georgia, of course, Alabama, Florida, North Carolina, Mississippi, Michigan, Louisiana, Ohio, Illinois, Texas, Kansas, Iowa, California, the great state of Oklahoma, Virginia, Arkansas, the Philippines, the Bahamas, Guatemala, and all the way over in Japan. So if you happen to be in one of those places, one of those states today, be sure and tell us a special hello. We are so glad that you're joining with us, which makes me be reminded to remind you is, hey, if you hear this message today, if you've heard a message in the last few weeks, or actually way back, because um, we, we broadcast every one of our messages, you can share this with somebody. Um, you, you will know someone or someone's going through a certain circumstance or situation and you'll be able to share this with them. So make use of this. Let's, let's make use of what God has given to us and get the message of the love of God through Jesus Christ out to everyone that we possibly can. Um, wherever you're watching from at this moment, I pray that you are healthy. And um, I just pray that God is, is teaching you something and growing you in your faith during this time. Um, you know, I would say very importantly, during this time of, of uncertainty, if you have any prayer needs that you would like to share with us as the church, we, we want to know those. So you could comment below uh, or, or send us an email um, or, yeah, or direct message us if you'd rather keep it a little more private so that we can pray with you. Uh, pray for you and, and walk alongside of you as the church. So today is Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday. You may have heard that term before. I don't know if we always stop and realize what things mean when we say them. Why in the world do we call this 
Palm Sunday. Well, if you have palm branches right now, if you've pulled one from out in the yard, or if you've got a coloring sheet of a palm branch, I want you to wave it now. Tell you what, why don't you take a picture of that if you've got a palm branch, or get a video of that and share that with us so we can celebrate together the waving of the palms. So why do we call it Palm Sunday? Well, in John chapter 12, verses 12 and 13, I want to read to you from one of the, the full, there, there are four gospel accounts of this, but John, I like how it kind of encompasses it all. And in John chapter 12, we read this about why we call it Palm Sunday. See, there was a festival going on in Jerusalem. A lot of people were there to celebrate Passover, and, and they were there in Jerusalem, and word gets out that Jesus is coming. And this is where we pick up the story. It says, the next day, this is John 12, verse 12, the next day the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. And so, remember it's Palm Sunday, right? It says this in verse 13, they took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. So the people heard that Jesus was coming. They were there for the, the festival of Passover, which, as far as they knew, didn't have anything to do with Jesus. And so they're there for that, yet they hear Jesus is coming, and so they run out in great celebration to, to welcome Jesus into the city. And here's my question this morning, because I'm one of those, like, why do we do the things we do? Why do we call things what we call them? Why? Why did the crowds worship? Like, they were there for another reason. They were there for Passover. Why did the crowds worship? Why did they come streaming out to see Jesus? What was the reason that when they heard Jesus was coming, that so many went to welcome him in, waving palm branches? So I started thinking about this. What's the reason? What's the reason? Because I know, like, I mean, I'm a believer. I'm a follower of Christ. I've, I've done really fancy seminary school. Like, I know the reason, but I wanted to, like, read the reasons. I wanted to see the reasons. I wanted to be able to, to, uh, to tell you the reasons. And so I started looking up all the different reasons. And I realized that in preparing a message that there was a whole lot of reasons. And so what I'd love to do is share with you every single scriptural account of the reasons that I believe that the people ran out to celebrate Jesus coming into Jerusalem. But it would take a really long time to do that. So instead I want to just share with you quick snippets of every single reason give you just the main gist of, of why they ran out. They were there for a festival, but they heard Jesus was coming. 36 reasons. And before I read these 36 reasons, I want to say this to you, and I want you to hear this. I want you to, to hear this as if it were, you know, like the Holy Spirit of God ministering to you in this moment. Because see, if you're wondering today if Jesus sees you where you are right now. If you are wondering today if Jesus hears you and hears your prayers, if you're wondering if today Jesus knows your needs, if you're wondering if he is able to bring peace to the turmoil that's going on 
in your life or in the world at large. If you're wondering if, if he can bring light to darkness, if you're wondering that if he can bring healing to the hurt, I want to share these 36 reasons with you. Because I believe that when we get to the 36th reason, you will grasp, as I have, why the people ran out to wave branches and welcome Jesus in to the city. The first reason is that Jesus turned water into a wine at a wedding about three years before. Jesus then healed an official's son who was sick. And then Jesus drove out an evil spirit from a man. And then Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law who was sick with a very high fever. And at one gathering, Jesus healed many sick and oppressed people. They all came to him that night. And then Jesus speaking to some professional fishermen, said, hey, go and throw out a net and you'll bring in the biggest catch you've ever caught. And they did. Jesus cleansed a man with a skin condition, leprosy. Jesus healed a paralyzed man who could not move. He healed him. Jesus also healed another paralyzed man who, who could not move, and so his friends brought him and lowered him through a roof, a thatched roof. They pulled it back and lowered him in so he could be close to Jesus, and Jesus healed him. Jesus healed a man's withered hand that did not function and work, and Jesus healed it. Jesus knowing the circumstances, raised a widow's son from the dead who her, her outlook on life would have been very dim without her son there to provide for her. Jesus raised him from the dead. As a storm raged and his disciples were freaking out, Jesus calmed a storm. Jesus cast out demons from, from someone into a herd of pigs. There was a woman in a crowd who needed healing, and Jesus healed her just by a touch. There was a young girl that Jesus raised to life. She was dead, and he brought her back to life. There were two men who were blind, and Jesus healed them and gave them sight. Jesus healed a man who was unable to speak. Jesus healed a man who was lying by a pool, hoping above hope that he might get into these waters that could possibly heal him. But Jesus healed him there. Jesus fed well over 5,000, closer to 10 to 15,000 people with limited supplies. Jesus walked on water. Jesus healed sick people who were brought to him. He healed a demon-possessed girl. He healed a man who could not hear. He feeds an additional four, but mostly probably eight to 12,000 people with limited supplies. Jesus heals a blind man who cannot see. 
He heals another blind man by doing something strange and spitting into dirt and creating mud and placing it on the man's eyes. And once he washed and, and removed it, the man could see. Jesus healed a boy who had an unclean spirit within him. Jesus did the very strange thing and provided the tax that was due at the temple in the mouth of a fish. Jesus healed a blind man who was also mute. He healed him of this. Jesus healed a woman who had been crippled for 18 years. And Jesus healed a man with heart failure. Jesus cleansed 10 people with a skin condition, 10 lepers. He healed them. And Jesus raised his friend who he loved, Lazarus, who had died. He raised him from the dead. Jesus restored sight to another blind man. Was, as Jesus was hungry, he, he cursed a tree that was not producing the fruit. There was a spiritual message in there. And the last recorded reason that we have of, of, of why I think the people ran out to see Jesus and celebrated by waving palm branches is because a man's ear had just been cut off by one of Jesus' very own disciples and he healed that man's ear. 36 reasons, folks, 36 miracles 36 miracles before Jesus went to the cross why did the people who were in Jerusalem for a Passover festival why did they run out to celebrate Jesus as he came to the city because Jesus is a miracle worker I'll pause while you say amen in your living room or wherever you are Jesus is a miracle worker this is what he does. Now, like I said, we couldn't read every single account. We'd be here for quite a while. I encourage you later. You could go right into your Google bar and go in there and type in uh, miracles of Jesus. And it will pull them all up. And you'll be able to go and read and read and read what Jesus has done. This is why we call it Palm Sunday. This is why the people came out to wave the palm branches. Because Jesus is a miracle worker. Why? He brought life from death. He brought health to sickness. He brought hope to the hopeless. And so I would ask you today, what are you facing on this Palm Sunday? What are you struggling with? Or who are you concerned about? And I would ask you this question. Is Jesus enough? In whatever you're facing today, is Jesus enough? I've kind of set this up to answer the question already it's yes he is enough he is a miracle worker because Jesus is the son of God and he came so that you and I might have life and so we come together today we gather together today in a most unorthodox way which when you think about it is totally like that is Jesus' jam right there doing things in a way that had not really been done before 
we come together today in this unorthodox way to praise the miracle worker Jesus and wave those palm branches we rejoice because Jesus is the King of Kings Jesus is the Lord of Lords he is a miracle worker you know what there are difficult days ahead for you and I and as Jesus knew, I mean, think about this. As Jesus was coming into Jerusalem, and as the people who had heard these stories and had witnessed these miracle accounts of what Jesus had done, as they came out to celebrate him and surround him and wave palm branches and do all this, do you know what Jesus knew? Is that there were difficult days ahead for him. And yet he kept going forward. The end goal, the purpose of it all, Porch Community. The reason we celebrate Jesus coming into Jerusalem is Easter. The resurrected King. It's going to be difficult. Jesus is going to have to give up his life so that you and I might find it. But there's Easter. There's Easter. Jesus is a miracle worker. 36 reasons because of 36 miracles. Jesus is enough. I pray on this Palm Sunday that you will find reason to rejoice that you will find reason and purpose to, to celebrate who God is in your life through Jesus Christ. I pray that even right now, the, the obstacles and the circumstances and the situations that you might be facing right now will suddenly have a different perspective, an eternal perspective, because Jesus is a miracle worker. And he will work in your life. And I'm so thankful he works in mine. As we go to a time of prayer together, I first want to say a, a quick thank you to those of you who have been faithful to continue giving during this time. I know financially it's easier for, for some than others. I know that. I get that. Um, and we certainly don't want to add any kind of sense of, of weight or guilt to those of you who are struggling financially. But we do want to say thanks for those of you that are able to continue to do this. By, by keeping your, the ministry going with your tithes and offerings, we're able to keep doing what we're doing right now to be able to continue to provide for our staff and so that our staff can provide for you. And so I want to say thank you. As Tinley said in the announcements, you can go to theporchcc.com and you can go right to the giving button if you are able and would like to give today. Or you could even uh, go to our contact button and it gives our physical address if you wanted to send in your tithes and offerings that way. But I just want to say thank you for allowing us to keep doing what we're doing in this unprecedented time. Thank you. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for Jesus. 
Lord, we thank you that you are the way maker, that you are the miracle worker, that you are the promise keeper, that you are the light in the darkness right now. Our God, that is who you are. And so today we celebrate Jesus. We celebrate the life of Jesus. We celebrate the the miracles of Jesus. We celebrate everything that he has done, even though the difficult days are coming. The other side is a resurrected king. God, we love you, and we humbly say thank you for Jesus. And he most certainly is enough. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.